Coming to you from the weirdest city in the world, Austin, Texas. This is the Sports Buzz. With your host, Spencer Spillman. God damn it, man. I swear you guys whip on me 13 or 14 more times. I'm out of here. And his co-host, Zach Chandonet. What? Did we just become best friends? Yup! And of course, the extremely unqualified producer, Ballot. I have no idea what I'm doing, but I know I'm doing it really, really well. Time to sit back, crack open a cold one, and enjoy the ride. Here's your host, Spencer Spillman. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another week, another episode of the Sports Buzz. I'm your host, Spencer Spillman. Coach Bean sitting in. Producer Ballad. Howdy, fellas. Am I the coach? Chad Goodall, welcome back, dude. What's up, dude? Tuesday, May the 2nd. Another uh, beautiful day in Austin, Texas here, guys. Got to enjoy a little bit of golf. Not to play together, but you never fall. It's okay. You know, it never does. I'll forgive him. Like, just this time, things happen. Things happen. Um, uh, so this- ambiguous. This is uh, is the Sports Buzz, as always, sponsored by the beautiful, the delicious Strangeland Brewery. Beer for any and all occasions. Mm. Only the best occasions. If you're listening to the show, you're listening on SoundCloud and iTunes, please tell your friends about it. Follow us, subscribe us, give us some reviews on there. Um, Hopefully it's five star. You know, if it's not five star, let us know what we're doing wrong. You know, tell us where we can get better. If it's not five star... Don't comment. Don't if review. If it's not five star, then fuck you. Give us the five stars and tell us how to get there, and we'll do it. Yeah, fair Perfect. enough. Absolutely. Fair enough. Um, this is our college portion of the show. You know, we got a couple of good segments to talk about tonight. Uh, a little bit of NFL draft recap. Um, you know, since these guys aren't quite professionals just yet. Um, they worked hard to try to get paid, man. And uh, and then we'll talk. Um, a little bit of wrestling just for you, Ballad. Just for you. I appreciate that. Yeah, yeah, no problem. I mean, it's your story. You wrote the <laughs> you wrote the show guide. You put in the story, so. Oh, it's funny how they made it on there. Huh. Yeah. They're great. I wonder how I got on there. Huh. I don't know. Um, but speaking of Strangeland, I do want to talk about um, their new IPA because I've been going to Specs some, and... Some breaking news, I hear. Man, I, I've been hitting them up on Facebook. I asked somebody at Specs, you know, when are we going to get the IPA? <coughs> yeah, oh, what, Jesus. What, Bless you. what is their problem? Excuse me. Um, <laughs> I think he's allergic to bullshit is what it is. It's like you got a yep. problem with concentration. <laughs> and, and uh, you know, they said they're waiting for their cans to come in, is what I heard. But, Bal, you said you heard a little bit more info? Yeah, I got the I got the download from our, from our friends over at Strangeland. Strangeland hits the shelf on May 15th. The, hey, you know what day that is? The IPA. You mean? That is my birthday. What that is Chad's birthday. Strangeland, just, just in general. Strange <laughs> a, a version of Strangeland that you that may is, not know yet. That is the Pink Flamingo IPA. Um, so yeah, that should be exciting. 
Chad's really excited. The specs right oh, on now, your birthday? I will be drinking that on my birthday. Yeah. Maybe they release it just for you. Yeah, so I'm definitely already accepting her, her birthday gifts on the 15th, which would, I would hope, be uh, as the IPA. M- as yep. many six-packs of Strange Runs. I will do my best to drink all of them. The Pink Flamingo? Seeing as how I... I still owe Chad a 12-pack from <laughs> winning the... Uh... <laughs> The bull pick'em or the yeah it was the bull pick'em I think all he, he, he has drank his twelve pack he won something won a lot so. sure. <laughs> he won something I can't win them all but I have won a lot um, we're still waiting on several payouts of prizes speaking so. there there are several payouts that still need to be paid. <laughs> those have all been cleared out speaking of Strangeland they are on Twitter at Strangeland Brew you can follow the sports bus at sports bus tx both of us are on Twitter at uh, excuse me Facebook. Um, you can search Sports Buzz. You can search Strangeland Brewery. I'm on Twitter at uh, Spencer underscore Spillman with one L. At Strangeland Coach is at FrenchBean89. Chad is at Mr. Chad Goodall. Ballad is at Z Ballad. Let's get through this. Let's get it started because I can't even get through our fucking intro. Good God. It's been a day, fellas. It's been a day. It's been on the golf course since... Oh, poor you. He, on he the saw, golf course all day. I, I'm just saying, if I if I mess anything up, slur any words, I've been drinking. He's blaming on the strange now already. Hey. I'm not blaming the strange I, gotta I just say, though, started drinking He strange saw night. that we put wrestling on this on this bit, and he's already brought up golf twice. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to compensate for something Someone's here, man. Someone's a little jelly. I am. I I get upset when I don't get to talk about golf. <laughs> I'm gonna try and squeeze in the pro show. All right. Um, two. Uh, let me just go on record that two of us should have been playing golf today, but only one <laughs> was playing golf today. So, yeah. hmm. Hmm. Uh, fancy that. Man. It is on record. So we got a little show business to get to. Um, so you know we we got to explain a little bit of why we're doing the NFL draft recap in our college show. Like I said, they're not yet professionals. We can talk about them in the pro show when they're actually playing on Sundays um, and actually wearing that jersey, not just holding it. So, and technically, they're not really getting paid yet. It's like early enrollment. Yeah, yeah. Those yeah. Alabama players are getting paid, but <laughs> and some of them may be taking a pay cut. But I think we'll let it slide for the sake of there's not a lot to talk about in the in the college world of sports. That's right now. true, and uh, you know. Got some good news. You know, Ballad, your your hand has fully recovered from that um, awful, uh, what, paper cut? It was a, a skateboarding injury. Oh, sorry. An extreme that. sport, and you wouldn't know nothing about that. Um, but yeah, full recovery. I played injured last week. Yeah, and you didn't say thank you even once, but I did. Um, <laughs> but, you know, guys got to get paid. So I'm out here, fully recovered, ready to give 100%. Glad you're out here, but you still didn't get paid. But, um, you know, like we said, Chad is back, and... Um, you know, he, he came with a little bit of baggage this time. Just a little bit. Yeah, no, absolutely. So, um, I don't know how you guys didn't get the memo, memo that was bring your kids to work day. Yeah, I didn't uh, hear So, that. I did bring the dogs I should have brought my to cat. the studio. Um, so, uh, no, you should never bring no, the cat. No, no, no. My cat's done a show with me and Zach. I'll drink for that one just because, I mean, one of our... <laughs> the our first... old, on record, the only show that's ever been posted. Actually, I mean, ever not been posted. Ever not been posted. Yes. What did yes. I say? That is yeah. true. You said ever been posted. Oh, okay. Well. Yeah. yeah. Lupe was there. He was chilling. We had a lot of shows. Dope. Mm. Yeah. Barely noticed. A them. cat. A cat. So, anyways, uh, yeah, did bring the dogs today. Um, mm. Came all the way from Houston just for the show, and then I will be going back to Houston after this. So, mm. of course, when you're making long road trips like that, you got to bring the dogs with. 
You definitely um, need some company there. Definitely have to have some company. <clears throat> yeah. Actually, so one of my dogs has this thing where they get on the center console and just sit on it. Wonder which one that would while be. While I'm driving. Literally, just sits on it while I'm oh, driving. Oh, it, couldn't be, Sorry, it couldn't be Baxter. <laughs> There's no way he fits on the center console. Well, no, no, no. Baxter started and I go, Baxter, you know I don't speak Spanish. <laughs> and so at that point, he understood that I was serious and he would get off. But the other little dog still gets on there. Um, so it, it's been a pain, but you know what? We made it. We're safe. And uh, cross your fingers. I don't drink too much Strangeland, so we can make it back. We made it. We made I know it. you didn't mean to uh, have <laughs> relations with that dog. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, Baxter, bark twice if you're, if you're in Milwaukee. Let us know. Um, Speaking of dogs in Strangeland, I had a nice little birthday for my dog this weekend. That's right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's right. yeah. I had quite a few Strangelands. It was a delightful day drinking event. Puppy play parties are always fun. Oh, yeah. just have so much There's a lot of dogs there. I wish I could have come. Well, I was you're, in, you're invited. Yeah. I was invited. You were invited <laughs> as a dog. I had to. Literally. <laughs> you, could, you had to get on all fours if you were to walk in that house. That's fair. That's fair. Um, but yeah, let's go ahead and get into some segments, guys. Let's talk sports and uh, enough about dogs. You know, dogs are dope and everything, but sports are pretty cool, too. Yes, they are. Um, so, Coach, break it off. Yeah, so this shouldn't be funny, but uh, I don't know if you guys saw this week uh, after the draft, after uh, T.J. Watt was drafted in the first round by the Pittsburgh Steelers, the Steel Curtain. I love their defensive guys. Uh, T.J. Watt was drafted, and uh, former teammates J.J. Watt and Antonio Brown started texting each other a little bit, you know. J.J. was concerned for his brother. He was like, you know, I'm worried about how he's going to be treated in Pittsburgh. He's used to those... Those nice, gentle Wisconsin people, you know, with their, Being cheese, a watt. With their cheese and beer and all. Being a lot. Yeah, and you know, he's just so well-respected there, you know. What's it going to be like for him going somewhere new and having to be treated all rough? Um, JJ said, don't hold back. Antonio Brown, you haze him like a rookie, uh, and you give him a little bit extra for me. Guys. What do you think about JJ Watt laying well, down laying down the haze let's, word? Let's only yeah, let's only uh, let's only let one person talk about this because uh, he's been through <clears throat> a bit of a hazing accu- uh, <laughs> accusation. You know, coach. I mean, uh, Ballad. You know, let us know what what uh what, what you think about that H word. Um, I, the H word. It's a sensitive word, especially in 2017. <laughs> you can't just be throwing around. Um. I'm a big fan of it. It's it's a team building exercise. We did it in wrestling. We may have done it in college. I wasn't involved for legal purposes. Acquitted. Acquitted on all accounts. The glove don't fit. The glove don't fit. So, um, you know what? I think I'm I'm pretty fine with this. This is one of those things that shouldn't be funny, but it is because TJ is gonna get his shit wrecked when he gets in Pittsburgh. And, and, and I cannot. I wish. I wish the Steelers were the subject of this uh, this season's hard knocks. Oh yeah, that would be great to see. I'd love oh, to see Antonio man. Brown just beating the shit out of. That team. shouldn't be funny, but it is because of all that you've been through and the way you just told that story. That was fantastic. I'm glad we only went to you because I just I want to see them give it the super troopers hazing treatment. The shaving, like shove him in his locker and fill it with shaving cream. <laughs> That's uh, the stuff I need to see. All right, so let's jump into uh, some rules or rules here real quick. Um, you know, Takaris McKinley got drafted by the Atlanta Falcons and then went on a tirade. Tech. Better known as Tech. Yeah, he went... It was an emotional outburst. Yeah. yeah. As, as he, let's, let's, let's he carried a, a picture of his grandmother. <laughs> this was not just a picture. It was a large portrait. He never put the thing down all night long. 
Um, he dropped a lot of curse words, several F-bombs. Apparently he walked up to Roger Goodell and said, go ahead and find me, find me later. And uh, Roger Goodell said, oh, I will. And he came out and said, I probably already got fined. So he, he might get fined. He might. Um, not for this incident, though, because they've already come out and said they're not going to find him. You know, emotional, young kid. Getting drafted, you know, it's an emotional day for him. It's the biggest day of his life. Roger Goodell actually felt something. He pried a little bit of ice off his cold heart and uh, said, you know, I'm going to let the kid have a pass. And what, his grandmother died right before he went to college, I believe? Yeah, and he told yeah. his grandmother that he was going to go play D1 football, he was going to get drafted to the NFL, and he was going to be a first-round pick. And he did all that. So, good for him. It was awesome. It was awesome to see that. Yeah, I mean, in all honesty, like, that's that's good on a kid. Like, adversity hits you in the face, and you step up and do what you say. That's that's somebody I want on my football team. We'll get into more draft talk, but the Falcons traded up to get him, so which was even cooler. My favorite thing about this is that McKinley said that I probably, keyword, probably went on stage and probably said a few curse words and kind of slipped up. McKinley, you need to learn... What probably means. That means there's a reasonable doubt that it did or did not happen. You definitely went on stage, and you definitely dropped some F-bombs. I'm totally fine with it, but, you know, if you're going to use the F-word, learn the P-word. You know, it's, hey. it's important. You know, you know, the funny thing is, it's not on him, really. It's on uh, it's on ESPN for not having a delay. You know, ESPN's going to get fined a shit ton by the FCC. So... Dude, and cut the camera. Like, you got a producer. Go to something else, man. Like, <laughs> Oh, yeah. No, no, this is great. Absolutely great. The only thing that I wish was that the picture was even bigger. And he was carrying around, like, a three-by-three. Three. <laughs> a portrait on his whole chest. Yeah, and he plane. just ripped it open and just... It could have been that, or he could or have done his suit with his grandma's face, just imprinted okay. on multiple different patterns around the suit. I mean, there's multiple ways he could go, but... On the shirt and inside of the jacket, just open it up, full <laughs> portrait. All right, so our next Rules of Rules story is uh, is a story out of, of course, Alabama. Go figure. Because they don't know the rules of anything. <laughs> they can't even spell rules. Just, sure. just Jim Crow's rules down there. <laughs> Definitely can't spell Tuscaloosa. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That uh, was early and impactful. That, that took a dark turn. Um, so Auburn and Alabama, obviously, you know, good old rivalry here. And I bet Val would love this one. Oh, I'm sure him and Haley were watching intently. Um, so a softball game between the two. Bama player hits a home run over left field. Back to back. It was just after they had hit a home run already. Too. So she's pumped. The team's pumped. She's running around the bases cheering. Solo home run. She comes around third and celebrating her team's waiting there at home for her. She's not a small girl by any means, but she takes a big old leapfrog jump. And completely misses home plate. Nobody tells her to go back and touch it. The team walks off and the umpire's like, Okay, catcher, here's the baseball. As they both just watched what just happened. Somebody told her, Hey, I don't know if you touched home. The head coach, the guy from she third runs, base came all the way down the line. Hey! Hey! She runs back to home to go touch it. The catcher's already got a ball. Touches her. Out. Hits it over the left field fence. Out. No run. And Huge would've, mistake. Would have tied the game. It would have. It would have made it three three. I don't know if they won or lost because I don't follow softball religiously. But you know, rules are rules. You have to touch every base to score. And she missed the 
the major one. I'm just more excited at the reaction of the coach from third base, knowing that she missed home plate and yelling at her to come back. His him just arguing with the home plate umpire about the call itself. He tried. Absolutely priceless. He tried. It was, it was great, man. Ballad. What's our next segment? Next, we got a new segment. Ooh, it's called "Explain This to Me." So, found this one on Twitter. Um. The best place for all information. The best place for all information. A UT linebacker, number 19, I don't know who that is, apparently out of Dallas, tweeted a picture, and it looks like it's a, a lot of the UT football players went out. It's, uh, it's clearly number 45. No, it's 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 Wheeler. Yeah. UT yeah. 19. Oh, it's class of 19. Oh, okay. <laughs> I see what I up Dallas there. Prodigy. It's bad radio, but so they, they tweeted out a picture of him and his teammates out playing paintball. Which is all fine and good, but in the picture, everyone's doing a hand signal, but nobody is doing hook 'em horns. It it looks like there's a lot of like hang low Hawaii signs and, and a lot of like just hand signals hang like ten. hang ten hang ten Hawaii signs. Hang low. And just like hand signals I don't recognize. I don't wanna speculate, but if I had to guess, I would say they're gang-affiliated in some way. <laughs> they're holding guns, paintball guns, mind you, but still... Uh, pointing the guns at the camera, too. Like, why isn't one single person in this picture got hook em horns up? Guys, explain this to me. Yeah, let me start on this. So, <laughs> Ballad, I think you're, you're taking what he said on Meet Me in the Trenches a little bit too... Maybe in the alley. No, no, maybe too literal as you're thinking football-wise. Maybe they mean meet us in the trenches on the paintball field. Perhaps. So, so if they mean that, then you're not going to throw a of horn signs, and they're going to point the guns at you because you have to point the gun at someone to shoot them with a paintball. So maybe we're taking it a little bit too far, you know? Um, maybe they're trying to start a Texas paintball team. Perhaps. I, I mean, they already have I'm one just, of those. just trying to help you out on, on what it could mean, you know? They already have a Texas paintball team. They do, but they're not very good, so... Yeah, Kevin Nicolato. With this kind of athleticism, they'd be really good. They'd be good. really good. They they'd could. Be really good. They could. <laughs> um, I, I just don't understand it. If, if you're, if there are more than three UT football players in a picture, someone better have hook them up, or there better be no hand signals. That's just ridiculous. Spencer, what do you think? Looks like they had a good time. I'm sure they did. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm, you know, I said some things I regret last week, so I'm not going to go into. Uh, to what you said about the gang symbols, you know, it looks like they're just having fun. A bunch of guys hanging out. What are you, what are you trying to say? Only only African Americans being gang. There's there's lots of white gangs out sure, there. Asian sure, sure, yeah, gangs, Mexican yeah, gangs. Yeah, I understand that for sure. But um, there's so, I, you know, so I didn't say African American. You know, of course. No, you said black. That was much more uh, okay, much more problematic. But I'm not going to call somebody African American because they're not from Africa. I'm sure none of these guys are from Africa, so... You don't know that. Well, you could speculate on that, but... That's a speculation for another day, another time, but... You know, I don't want to get into that. Here's the thing, though, I do want to... I bet they had fun. I hope a lot of them got shot in the face, because they probably deserve it for not putting up the hook and horns. Here's the thing. Paintball's expensive. Someone explain to me who's paying for this. That's not within NCAA guidelines, either. Well, (laughs) I can explain it to you very simply, Ballad. Very clearly at the bottom left, the guy's on the phone with the plug... Getting paid for or taking care of business. Very simple. Makes sense to me. Also, we retweeted, so check out our Twitter. We oh, got that picture out for you. Perfect. Oh, boy. That was explain this to me. I can't wait to do that again. Oh, let's get, let's get, let's get into. We should just uh, skip Spencer the next time completely. Yeah. <laughs> Explain this to me. 
I, I ruined my my explanation skill last week with what I the stuff I said. So just yeah, just skip me next time. What we got next? Um, so we have hashtag hashtags and a lot of hashtags going around about this Tennessee track star and Olympian named Christian Coleman. This guy is so fast. He ran a 4.1240 yard dash. He has the fastest 60 yard dash time. So the Tennessee football coach Butch Jones tweeted out to him at underscore Coleman, what's your cleat size? Wink face. And I believe this is his mom. I'm not sure who. Balford Sullivan. She says her name is Beth. Says, not a chance, coach. He only wears Nike Superfly Elites. No, it's the track coach. Oh, oh, yeah. even better. There yeah. we go. Okay, yeah, I guess I could have read that. Yeah. Um, and uh, so football coach says, worth a shot. And Christian Coleman puts the... Uh, the searching eyes there, the emoji, elusive eyes, and he says, eight and a half to nine, LOL. Tags the coach. Guys, we might see uh, might see another John Ross in the NFL. Yeah, so what what I'm curious about this, though, is that he's a track guy, right? Oh, yeah. What's he doing running yards? Doesn't this guy supposed to run meters? <laughs> so are we sure that he didn't run a 4.1240 meter sprint? Believe me, I'm just asking questions here. That would be faster. If it was a 4.1240 meter. That would be a sub 4.45. That's that's what I'm asking. No, he was on a football field. I watched the video. He was on a football field, but that's a good question. You know, if you haven't seen the video, that's a good question. Okay. But yes, okay. he did run the fastest 60 meter. So I gotta say, <clears> since <throat> this is hashtag hashtags, what hashtags you guys got for for young Christian Coleman here? You hashtag know, he could forward. outrun Usain Bolt in a 40. Hashtag fast. Just keep it simple, boys. Hashtag fast. I got hashtag that man fast. That man fast. Okay, okay. You know what I love about this? Butch Jones is clearly infatuated with emojis. In both of these tweets, and I'm going to audit Butch Jones on his tweeting, emojis in both of these. I would love to see how, with a percentage of how many tweets Butch, Mo- uh, Butch Jones has that have emojis in it. And as a grown man, you should never be putting emojis. You shouldn't be on Twitter in general, but emojis... No good. Fair enough. All right, uh, Coach, let's get our next segment going. Yeah, so our next segment, our old favorite, good for you. Good for you. Goes to the draft pick, Mr. Garrett Bowles. Brought his baby on stage. He did. Had quite quite an event for him in the first Remember round. Uh, yeah. Thursday night, opening night of the draft, first round pick. Uh, the Denver Broncos chose the 6'5", 300-pound lineman. Um, and Bowles has a pretty tragic story, kind of all in all. Um, yeah, you know, he, he was kicked yeah. out of his house. He stayed with his coach, was given real stringent standards, and you know, he kind of stepped up to the plate. And as a young man, it's good to see somebody kind of step up when when the challenge asks you to. Um, you know, when you're faced with adversity, it's how you respond. I think that's kind of the biggest story in sports, and and it's what we love to see. Garrett Bowles went to Utah, played phenomenal football there. Looks like he's going to be a really good NFL athlete as well on the offensive line. I think he ended up in a really good spot. Um, he even held his baby up Simba style with his with the jersey number on. one round Bowles jersey. <laughs> that was fantastic. Um, it was just a really good event, and to see him like in the interviews respond with such humility 
and just grace and just just a genuine guy, you know. Yeah, and he's an older he's an older guy, right? He's not he's yeah, not I think like he was fresh 24? out of twenty four. I thought he was like 20, 28, 28, 25 in late May. Okay, yeah. Um but yeah, this so, is a kid who has also been expelled from five schools. Yeah, yeah. he's been exactly. so, I mean, he's had a tough tough upbringing for sure. Yeah. No, so, I mean you so can't definitely help, good good for you. Good for you. Very good for you. So last segment. Yeah, so uh, Money Talks. Can I do Money Talks and STFU all in the same segment? Yes. Okay, yeah. good. So sure. uh, we're going to do Money Talks on this, and um, we're going to include the Ball family in this one. Oh. So Nike, Under Armour, and Adidas are not interested in a deal with Lonzo Ball. You don't say. Oh, really? So LeVar Ball, once again, please shut the fuck up for trying to make this thing happen <laughs> in the first place. Um, you're ruining Lonzo Ball's career already. Uh, he's going to start the season with no shoe deal. Uh, and he will be, if he gets drafted first overall, he'll be the first, first overall draft pick that doesn't get a shoe deal. <laughs> so, um, it's, you know, I, you know, we, we've already talked about this, you know, they want a billion dollar deal for all three kids. They want to put it in together. Um, the craziest part about this was that, um, when Nike, Adidas, and Under Armour approached them about offering them an endorsement deal, La- or LeVar Ball <laughs> actually already had a replica of the shoe he wanted to go with, which doesn't really work, right? So um, it's, it's very interesting to me. Uh, I really think that Lonzo Ball, if he wants to make money, then he needs to cut his dad out of all of these things. Oh, yeah. What do you guys think? Yeah, absolutely. He's got to go on his own. You know, he's got to distance himself from his family. You know, I know you love your family and all, but, dude, you got to do your thing. Let them make their own success and mistakes. Obviously, your dad is only making mistakes right now. Go sign with just one company. The greatest thing about this is the Nike consultant, George Raveling, called LeVar Ball the worst thing to happen in basketball in the last hundred years. Well, I love I love LeVar's comment, you know, just another STFU segment quote here. We've said from the beginning, we aren't looking for an endorsement deal. We're looking for co-branding, a true partner. But they're not ready for that because they're not used to that model. But hey, the taxi industry wasn't ready for Uber either. Yeah, to compare your son to Uber, your sons, I should yeah, say, good try. is fucking ridiculous. Shut the fuck up. I just love his Please. his quote. Just imagine how rich Tiger Woods, Kobe Bryant, Serena Williams, Michael Jordan, LeBron James would have been if they dared to do their own thing. Uh, I'm sorry, LeVar. Michael Jordan chose to go ahead and brand himself with Nike, yeah. and he made his own brand out of Nike. It's so called Le- Jumpman. So I'm LeBron. sure your son wears all of his shoes. So well, does LeBron. Well, also look at this. He's comparing the greatest in all of the sports, Tiger, Kobe, LeBron, Serena Williams. Yeah. Those are the best players to play the game. Yeah. So you're saying that your son, your three sons are going to be the best? To ever play basketball, get out of here. When going back to what Spencer said, you know, LeBron has a billion dollar deal with Nike for a lifetime deal. Yep. Like, I mean, he you're comparing yourself more. to things that people who have already he given that money shoes. are not willing to give you. Yep. This is a joke. LeBron has his own shoes. Kobe had his own shoes. Tiger has his own shoes. I mean, come on, man. These guys already have their own shoes within the brand. Your son could have done the same, but no, you wouldn't allow that. Absolutely. So once again, money talks <laughs> and LeVar Ball. Please shut the fuck up. Please stop talking. Please stop talking. You don't have no money. Zero. Uh, he's about to. Um, all right, so let's go ahead and get into a quick break. 
and um, get you a little bit of music, and then we'll get you a little draft recap coming out of that. We'll be right back with a little bit more of the Sports Buzz. Well, y'all come back now, you hear? So it's a just me, trust me Something in the air just above me Something like a dream state You call it a clean break Do you feel the vibes, baby? Do you feel the vibes? Welcome back to the Sports Buzz! I'm your host, Spencer Stone. Thank you so much to our sponsors, Strange Ambury and Mountain Breeze Campground. It is... Perfect weather to get out there to Mountain Breeze. Today was close to 90 degrees and sunny. Good breeze. Um, get out there to the breeze right off the mountain right there in um, New Braunfels and River Road. Like that? Yeah, close. <laughs> the breeze off the mountain at Mountain Breeze? Yeah. Hey, we're just a couple weeks away from the beginning of river season. Oh, I cannot Man. officially. I man. Cannot wait. I'm definitely going out there Memorial Day weekend to Lo- check out yeah, some uh, Yeah, Lone Star Float House is open too, man. Woo, I gotta get me a burger at Lone Star. I gotta go float the river Mountain Breeze, man. Gotta go listen to Dave Finley. Okra at Lone Star Float House. Yep. It's the land, man. Dave Finley is actually playing two nice. nights this year That's for, a uh, for Lone Star Float House. <laughs> hey, hey. Free plug. Hey, Dave Finley's playing two nights at Mountain Breeze this year. Saturday and Sunday night out of Mountain Breeze, so... Oh, on a holiday weekend? Yeah, buddy. You know you it's going to be a good time. I'll be out there Sunday night. You I got to move about, that weekend. Nice. If you haven't heard about Dave Finley, go look him up. He was on America's Got Talent, made the uh, top 12. Um, and he plays Mountain Breeze every year, twice a year. And he's got another beard. He does have a sweet beard, and his music is awesome. Go check him out. Um, I can't wait to go out there for Moral Day. But, um, you know, we did... Tell you we're going to talk some NFL draft recaps. So let's go ahead and get into it, guys. Top 10, um, top 32. Just talk, you Most know, notable. first round. First yeah. Round. Obviously, Miles Garrett was one. And then we had the big trade. You know, the 49ers were sitting at two. And we really didn't know what was going to happen. You know, we thought, eh, they probably need a quarterback, but they, they won't do it. So they threw out, apparently, I heard they threw out a draft offer or trade offer to every team in the top. 15, top 10, something like that. And apparently they got an offer. They told Chicago, they said, hey, you know, so-and-so offered us this. What can you offer us? And, and Chicago said, we'll give you three picks. And, and our first-round first first pick. pick, which was like at... The number three? Yeah, it was three. They went up one spot. That's right. Um, so they traded one spot and then three other future picks... Just to get Mitch Trubisky. Hmm. And I was absolutely shocked, but at the same time I thought, why would Chicago trade up? Oh wait, they don't have Jay Cutler. They need a quarterback. I bet they're going to take Trubisky. I thought, this is a weird deal. Why is Chicago trading up one spot? And I said, I bet they go and pick Trubisky. Sure enough, there it was. I mean, what did you... I mean, this this was the shocking pick of the draft. The biggest shaft deal that I've seen... I mean, San Francisco played Chicago. Well, I mean, you know, you were like, when we were all texting, obviously, when the first round was happening, and, and I think we were all a little shocked by it, but, you know, one thing after, you know, I read Bill Parcells' autobiography, and he talks a lot about the strategy as a coach, and, I mean, that's a big part of his life, so that's a lot of what they focus on, and there's there's a price to pay for each one of these draft picks, oh, yeah. and it's very systematic. All of these teams have the same price board basically sure and 
if you're getting a quarterback and you're trading up, you are trading a lot to go up. And and that's kind of the way it was. And once I saw the fact that sh- Chicago basically gave them a handful of this draft, they were going to get a quarterback. And it was either Watson or Trubisky. It just depended on what they wanted to see out of it. I'm a little shocked that it's Trubisky, honestly. I think, to me, I think Watson is a quarterback made for the new NFL. And I, I think, I hope he gets a lot of success in the NFL. But to me, this isn't that big of a shock for what the value was because that's just the cost of what it is. I'm just more shocked that Chicago took the bait. Yeah, no, absolutely. I thought Mitch Trubisky, well, I mean, he played, what, 13 games for yeah. North Carolina? That's yep. that's his college career right there yep. mm-hmm. in 13 games. I think the Bears gave up too much for him. Uh, you know, the coach for the Bears even came out and said he had no clue that they were looking at Mitch Trubisky until two hours before the draft. <laughs> so right then and there, you know, there's a dick disconnect between the GM and coach. So we'll see how it plays out. It sucks because he, he has to go to Chicago and play. Yeah, it's going to be a little windy there. Hard to throw football. Um, yeah. The next one that, that kind of shocked me, didn't shock you, Chad, um, was Christian McCaffrey at 8 to the Carolina Panthers, which gives Cam Newton a little bit more firepower, um, adds to the Fozzie Whitaker and what, James Stewart? Jonathan Stewart. Jonathan Stewart. Um, so it'll be a running back by committee there in uh, Carolina. Who? Colbert. Oh, yeah. 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 Bone ball in the back, dude. Um, <laughs> yeah, so there'll be a bunch of running backs, but McCaffrey will, will, will help out in the uh, receiving core, kind of Absolutely. out of the backfield. Those no. wheel routes, and then maybe return some punts. I mean, I'd be excited to see him out there return punts. No more Ted Ginn Jr., so. Yeah, yeah. No, no, he should. The Carolina Panthers, <clears throat> I think, got a steal with this pick. I, I actually thought that the Chargers should have taken McCaffrey at seven, just so that they could get rid of Danny Woodhead and insert McCaffrey in. They're going to save money. Uh, I thought that would help out their cap room if they or cap space if they had any. Um, but this is going to be able to take a little bit of pressure off of Cam Newton. Hopefully, Chris, Christian McCaffrey is just like a. Darren Sproles. I hope they I mean, he runs, linemen. He runs the same routes as Darren Sproles. Yeah. Uh, exact same routes. But he's so, bigger. But, he's, but bigger. he's bigger. We'll see. We'll see how it plays out. I really like it a lot. He's a smart football player. He's a big value guy, and I think yeah. that's what they got there is a whole lot of value as an athlete. He's not just a running back. No. Anything um, else in between uh, McCaffrey and Sproles? Uh, McCaffrey's white. Oh. Mm. <laughs> oh I, think, I was, was going to say that he went to Stanford, and I don't know where Sproles went. But I was going to say Stanford. McCaffrey's dad played in the NFL, and yeah. Sproles just didn't vote up. You don't know that. <laughs> Christian <laughs> McCaffrey's going to cost Here's a saying. whole lot less money. Hearsay. Um, I just throw out facts, boys and girls. That's all I do. Uh, John Ross surprisingly went at nine to the Bengals. I thought that was a pretty interesting pick to add next to A.J. Green. There in Cincinnati, um, he was projected in the mid to late twenties. So for him to go at nine was it was kind of surprising. What's surprising is that three receivers went in the top ten. Yeah, yeah. Like, when does that happen? Well, I know. Yeah, Corey Davis. The fact that he went five to the Titans and then um, Mike Williams, obviously from Clemson, at seven to the Chargers. But um, I mean, John Ross ran the fastest forty time. Could be interesting to see him on the same field with. Uh, with A.J. Green and Andy Dalton, give him a few more weapons. And they also got um, Mixon. So they added some talent at 
skilled positions. Whether I agree, disagree with picking Mixon, you know, they did that. So um, the biggest surprise to me was the Chiefs trading up with the Bills. What did they trade up from? They were a 27. Yep. Traded up to 10 to draft old Patty Mahomes, old Texas boy, Red Raider. I couldn't believe it. I was shocked. You know, especially with Alex Smith as their quarterback. I I feel like Pat Mahomes can beat out Alex Smith as a starter. Whether Andy Reid thinks that's the case, we'll just have to wait and see. But man, I like the pick from Kansas City to make the initiative take the initiative and go get, in my opinion, the best quarterback in this first round. I was a little surprised. Uh, I mean, obviously, in my opinion, I do have Watson still ahead of Mahomes, but I, I love the game of Mahomes. I think he has a lot to work on. I think he has a lot to to improve sure. upon to be a, a valued NFL Hell quarterback. Hell of though. But I think what the Chiefs really did here, and it did surprise me that they jumped so high, but I absolutely love the pick is that they get a get quarterback that who they think can be the future and they put him behind someone who is very skilled, very understanding, very well composed in this league, and they let him learn. And I think that's what Aaron Rodgers benefited off of. And you saw how far Aaron Rodgers fell. Well, think Aaron of how much better Pat Mahomes could be if they jumped up to get this guy. And he is one of those sit behind, study, build upon, He's improve, smart kid. and be a really good NFL quarterback. Smart kid. I'm excited about Pat Mahomes in the NFL. And after the Bears trade up to second and give up as much as they did. The Chiefs don't look as dumb as they probably were trading this high up to get Mahomes. Like, after the Bears do that, it's free reign. No one else can be as dumb as the no, Bears after no, this. No, so oh, absolutely. Way to take advantage of the situation. No, so, and, and Pat Mahomes being, you know, with Andy Reid. Andy Reid's a quarterback coach. Um, he's had Vic. Yeah, I mean, he he's, he's really good with these guys. And Man. I think that he's going to do well under the tutelage of Alex Smith. I hope he doesn't pick up the game management side of Alex no Smith kidding. as much as he picks up schemes, this, you know, everything like that, rather than the game management part because I agree. I Patrick think Mahomes could be a lot better quarterback oh, than he's Alex going Smith to be. He's if he picks up the game management and he can put the ball anywhere on the field. I think Mahomes has a way better arm than Smith. Oh, absolutely. He, and what Andy oh. Reid sees is what you need to learn is the footwork, the steps, and the steps. Have schemes. you seen some of That's what he can learn. Have and you that's seen what some of Pat's throws where he's running to his left across his body, throws 60 yard bombs. I love Mahomes. He threw an 80 yard bomb in his pro day. It was, it was awesome. The kid's, so, the kid's real good. He's, he, I hey. think out of all the quarterbacks, he might not have been the best game ready, but he is definitely the best prospect. Coach, value. Coach tell us about the next big trade. You know, the Browns and Texans here um, at 12 with, uh, with your guy out of Clemson. The Texans trade up um, that was from the Browns through the Eagles, which was kind of one of those weird deals. So, um, interesting trade. They trade out from 25 to get their guy. What do you think about the Texas trade? Uh, I like it, man. I mean, obviously the Texans trade up. You, you said they, you had him above. He was my number one quarterback. He was the value. I think the Texans did a really good job getting up to there. We'll obviously talk more about what the Texans did in this draft because they did a lot of really yeah, good things in the draft. Yeah, but that was a surprising draft. one. But I, I don't think I'm surprised as much just because I know his value and I understand what's happening when they trade up. I mean, sure. it's a weird thing to understand, but sure. like when you get that much up, you're looking for future. And I, you know, Deshaun Watson, he's the kind of guy I'm looking for at too. So uh, I'm really impressed with what the Texans did, especially 
taking a look I was, early. I was watching it with a Texas fan. He was pretty excited about it. So, um, what do we got next on the list here? Ballard, what did you write down? I don't remember uh, all the numbers. The one you want to talk about, the Mr. Eagles? Derek Barnett at yeah. 14 with yeah. your, to your Eagles. Yeah, so the Eagles, um, 14th pick in Philadelphia. Everybody wanted them to go get a running back because they don't have one. They have nobody. And so they... they they have Ryan Matthews. He'll be hurt walking down the stairs. He'll be Dustin Johnson every single game. I mean, come on, man. Hey, I haven't fantasy. He did all right when he played. <laughs> when he played. Um, so they go and get not a running back, not a playmaker, not anything but a defensive end. And Derek Barnett... And the whole place, like, the fans wanted to cheer. You could see it on their faces. And then you just kind of see their faces, and they're like, Yeah! Uh, who is that? I, I don't know. Uh, I guess we'll clap because it's our team. It was really an awkward situation for Derek Barnett. Because he had to walk out on that stage booed by a lot of Philly fans. There was 80,000 people there, and half of them were booing him, and the other half were confused about who he was. It's really awkward because I wish more Philly fans knew about Derek Barnett. This is a motor guy. This is a guy who is going to give you effort every single time he plays. He proved that at Tennessee. I mean, he he is that defensive end. He's He lacks a lot of the wow factor that you want from defensive ends and things like that, but he's a motor guy. And I, that's what I like about Derek Barnett. It's it's kind of a shame because he plays for Tennessee too, and yeah. Tennessee is not very good, yeah. obviously. And but the thing the thing Philly fans I think he's a value guy. Philly fans are pissed off about was you know, they passed up on Ruben Foster, TJ Watt, Taco Charlton. You know, they passed up on cornerbacks which they need Tredavious White, they passed up on Gary and Conley. I mean, they screwed this one up, man. I, I feel like they messed this one up. And I sat there and laughed my ass off when they made the pick. I, I started clapping. I said, well done. I think this was an instance to where the Eagles should have traded the pick. Yeah. But because they were in Philly, they, they had it. to make a first round they pick. They overthought it. And uh, good for them because yeah. the Eagles suck. So, yeah. whatever. Yep. I, I, I thought that was a hilarious pick, so good for you, Philly. I do like the O.J. Howard. I do like the O.J. Howard to the Buccaneers, though, um, with Jameis Winston. Now they have Mike Evans on the outside. Good pick. O.J. Howard, tight end. I mean, it's they just making – Connor Brait, the yeah, other tight end. Exactly. Connor Brait showed he can be productive in their offense Yes, yeah, so well. they could do a two, two tight end set just like the Patriots used to do. So All right. I like real, it. real quickly, some guys that fell – in the draft because of um, diluted samples. Jabril Peppers falls to 25 to the Browns. That was a pick they traded to the Texans. Um, and then Ruben Foster, I mean the big one, he drops all the way to 31. The Niners killed the first round, guys. They got Ruben Foster and a, a good defensive end. Um, but yeah, we'll go ahead and talk about the Cowboys here real quick. You know, I said it a second ago, They, uh, they. I was not happy with the Cowboys' first pick. Um, no, you weren't. Went and got Taco, Taco Charlton from uh, Michigan. You know, I, I thought we should have gone um, Kevin King, the kid from Washington, big cornerback, 6'3 cornerback, and um, didn't do that, which was disappointing to say the least. Um, but, but really, you know, they met a lot of needs. You know, they went out and got defensive end, and then they followed up with Chidobia Woozy, 
cornerback from Colorado, which I think is a good pick. Um, he's your size. I know he's not as big as Kevin King, but he gives you some size. He's, a, he, six, he's a six foot cornerback, yes. He plays, but here's the thing. Dude, he's a heck of a, he he's plays, a, heck of an athlete. He plays way better oh, zone yeah. coverage, which fits the cover two scheme which that Marinelli likes, and I think that's why they waited. It was a DB heavy draft, and I think they. Well, they that. followed that one up with Jordan Lewis, who had his issues, um, charged or accused of misdemeanor domestic assault. That was like issue guys. Yeah, yeah. Um, guy who has no issues, Ryan Switzer, wide receiver from North Carolina. The phone call from him and from Jerry Jones to him was pretty awesome, man. He broke down crying. I think he's. Gonna fit perfectly on the other side of that line with Cole Beasley. He's I mean, a Beasley style guy, man. He's a Beasley guy, and he's athletic as hell. He's gonna take Lucky Whitehead's job as the uh, the lead return guy. Um, mark my words, there. He he will be returning kickoffs and punts. Mark the tape. Mark the tape. <laughs> they went up to get. Here's the big one. They went up. To, they traded up with, uh, I believe, the Patriots. Yeah. To get Xavier Jones at 191 in round six, Woods. a safety from uh, Woods, from uh, Louisiana Tech. They were high on him. He second leading tackler. I can see him and Byron Jones side by side in that in that safety uh, defensive backfield. So yeah, I think the biggest thing for Dallas was they filled loaded they, up they drafted on back. they drafted their top three needs yep. and that's what their focus was. Yep. Obviously, they go with Taco first. You can debate whether that's where they should have gone or not. Obviously, yeah. But they went where they knew they could get a little bit more value and wait on cornerbacks later in the draft. Yep. They filled all their needs. It's a corner think, heavy, defensive back heavy draft. Yeah, I and think you're, you're right. You're right. I think Dallas played this draft really well. They draft. They they fell down where they could. They moved up where they wanted to, and I think they did a really good job balancing that. I was glad to see the New England traded with them to to make things happen and. That's always good for our show, obviously. Well, yeah, and then uh, and then one more pick I want to talk about. Round seven, two thirty nine, almost the end of the draft. Zeke talks him into drafting his former teammate Noah Brown, wide receiver from Ohio State. Um, see how it goes. Yeah, he's not a. I mean, he's another Terrence Williams or Bryce Butler, so I can see Bryce Butler That's losing, not good. losing his job on that on that. Uh, it's wide good if he board. becomes better than Bryce Butler or Terrence Williams because they've needed that num- that true number two for a while now. Yeah, we need to just kick Terrence Williams off the squad hey, right now. Hey, he However, took a pay cut, man. Just reset. Yeah, I really could care less about him. However, Cowboys did exactly what they needed to do. They yep. got a prominent defensive end in Taco Charlton. They drafted three really good corners uh, and they drafted Double a safety slash yep. corner so they could use him really yep. anywhere along the board. Um, Another Byron Jones, man. So, and, and they got great picks. The you know um, Switzer from North Carolina is a cheaper Cole Beasley. Yeah. So value there Cole's to where they can produce some Wilson. No, I, I absolutely understand. And Cole was dominant mm-hmm. the first half of the football season and then kind of went MIA. If Cole can teach that so, kid how to run routes, dangerous. So the Cowboys have a team right now to compete for a Super Bowl. Yep. That's what Jerry Jones thinks. So he drafted specifically off of needs and not off of best available. Yep. Steven Jones drafted, so, and he did Steven, exactly Steven's what they needed running to. That shit, yeah. For sure. I think that's probably so, the greatest. The Joneses. Move. Yeah. Uh, you so know, keep and, it up and the I, have, I have in the past bashed a lot of sure. the Cowboys picks. Um, I did not like Taco Charlton going where he went to the Cowboys Didn't until either. I saw their later picks in the draft, and I understood yeah. it, and I thought it was a great draft for the Cowboys. Yep. Hey, before we move back off the Cowboys, 
want to come back to the second round, introduce a new segment. Uh, it's called Class Act. This because when who was the who was the uh, Drew Pearson? Drew Pearson. Drew Pearson. Drew Pearson Cowboys came up to announce the second pick for the Cowboys. He was met by a roaring crowd of boos, like some of the worst slash best booing I've ever heard, and it never stopped. He it, never, he, it never it, phased him though. It, 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 he didn't want it to stop. No, and there were, you could if you watch the video, there's a point where he's like, you know what, fuck Philly, I'm about to make these boos worth it, and it was so good. But the the new uh, segment's called Class Act. Yeah. Hey Philly, class act on that part. <laughs> Dallas is gonna host a a draft someday. It's only a matter of time. And although I would love to to watch us boo the hell out of Eagles, I hope Dallas classes up and just lets them make their pick because it'd no be way. great to throw Dude, it in their face like the that. The best revenge on this would be complete silence. Only yes. let their fans yeah. talk because That's there's going to be very few of them. Utter silence for a Philadelphia first-round pick would be the biggest payback revenge you could possibly have. Play those two amazing. videos back-to-back. Back. It would be so amazing. If Dallas I mean, ever does host the draft, we will be there. So we will Dallas, bring you live coverage. Dallas, Dallas. Pearson even thanked the Philly fans for giving him a career yeah. in, in Dallas. And, Sacking their quarterbacks, oh and it was fantastic. Goodness is good. Hey, let's talk about your Patriots, because uh, all they did was just trade back. Because they suck. Four, four total picks and seven rounds of drafting. All they did was two defensive back. linemen, two offensive linemen. I could not be prouder of my Patriots. They traded back. They traded a lot of picks early they off. Suck. You know, we got someone like Brandon Cooks for a first round pick, which New Orleans took an offensive lineman. I'll take that every day. They suck. We ended up getting Dwayne Allen, a value tight end, after <laughs> for for draft picks. You know, we get proven guys time and time again. Oh, Belichick showed why. He, He's probably the best coach to ever coach in the NFL. They suck. And Belichick's not the one making the decisions, bro. Is it? Is it? Is it five now? We got five. We got five. So we're on. We the, try to say. We're on the same page now. I'm Brady's gonna retire, bro. Bill page. Belichick's gonna retire, dude. After he's four more years, he's got four or five more years. Bullshit. The ceiling. Yeah, so does Romo. The ceiling <laughs> is infinite. Uh, I mean, it's it's simple. The Patriots did what the Patriots usually do in the draft. They kept it simple. They traded back. They gave picks to get what they know, and they took four picks total. You know, I I, I couldn't. They don't need much. It's hard because they I just I trust the system and I trust what's happening. That's I mean the consistency is there, so I got to trust it. I'm really happy. I mean. I love watching the draft to see what other teams do because we just seem to fall away and take what we need and then leave everything else. Honestly, it's like if you trust a system like that, you really don't give a shit about who they draft because you're trusting in what they're doing. And whenever whenever you have a team that's built off of free agents rather than the draft, you don't really need anything but to acquire picks. So it makes sense. All right, let's quickly go. Do you want right. to, you want to talk about the Texans? I do. The Texans yeah, so, had a so, great draft. So so the Texans had. I'm not going to say the best it. Draft. I'm not going to say it because I will throw up if I say it. You can talk about how great their draft was. You get to talk about the Sean Watson. You talk about and, how great. And I agree. <laughs> <laughs> so I think the Sean Watson is the best the best value pick. Special picks. The the best value pick in the first round. I think he felt. You know, far enough. I think the Bears should have picked Deshaun Watson over Trubisky. Uh, I think Deshaun Watson is going to make that team 
a Super Bowl contender here in the near future. Think he beats out Savage this oh, year? Yeah. Come on. I think he starts. Come on. on. I think that I a lot of a lot of things on on Deshaun Watson is that he throws too many interceptions. Well, in the NFL, that's okay because if you're throwing interceptions, that means you're forcing the ball down the you're field. You're making plays. You're so, trying to make plays. So I think his his actions are gonna you know you know transition better because now he has Hopkins. And he has Will Fuller to throw to. Yeah. He's not gonna over. He's not gonna overthrow Will Fuller. Well, so that's perfect. And then the Texans go out and get their running back of the future in Dante Foreman. Yeah. And so he will actually take carries away from Lamar, Lamar Miller this year. Lamar Miller will not be re-signed next year because the Texans can walk away from his contract. I agree. So that is the best part about this draft for the Texans. They I got agree. everything of need that they needed. I agree. You I, know, they 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 addressed the offensive tackle position. I thought you didn't want to talk about it. Dude, I, I really, you know, I said it I said it in text messages. I I hate giving them credit, but I really think that they had probably third best draft out of everybody. Um, Who's one to? San Francisco and either Jacksonville or Tennessee was, that division was really well drafted. That, that Houston, Jacksonville, Tennessee, Indianapolis minus Indianapolis, everybody else drafted really well in that division. Um, they addressed a lot of a lot of concerns. You know, they went out and got a couple defensive backs, got them another center, um, an offensive tackle. So I'm really impressed with what the Texans did. As much as it pains me to say it, um, they did well. And and you're right. You know, I think well, Lamar Miller, as injury prone as he's been in his career, and he can't, he really didn't produce last year. I think Deontay Foreman is a hell of a pick. He fits the their Texans. system yeah. here's, perfectly. Here's the thing. I'm going to agree with you guys 100% on everything. I think the Texans had one of the best, if not the best, drafts. I think they're a top three team in this draft. Yeah. Um, the only place I'm going to disagree is I think that De- the Deontay Foreman draft only makes Lamar Miller that much better. We'll see. Zach, damn it. Ballard, yes! Ballard can attest... To how productive Lamar Miller was this year on fantasy wise, he's a scorer. He's a pass catching back. I think what Deontay Foreman provides is what Alfred Blue couldn't, and that's power running sure. and good in space. You're right. And, However, and so I think that just makes Lamar Miller better as an asset. They be a better tandem. I think that's a good one too for okay. the Texans to hold on to for a while. I don't. I don't think so because Lamar Miller's gonna make money. I mean, he's gonna make a lot of money. Oh yeah. So they don't like winning. I mean, what's the point of Tech? I mean, if, if he takes a pay cut, they could talk. But the Texans can opt out of his contract after this year. Yeah. Which, it, the, you know, with Foreman there now, that gives Texans more leverage, which makes this a great pick, right? I, I think the biggest testing the waters thing here is, do the Texans make an AFC championship? That's the biggest thing. They make the playoffs. That's fine. But it's but all going to come to the can they make defense. a championship? It's all going to come to the defense. So make sure that's the number one. Yeah, but this year, I mean, they, yeah. they got to stay elite. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They got to stay elite. I just think and the they lost is... a lot in the secondary, so... We'll see. I yeah. think it all starts with pass rushing. I think yeah. the Texans are a really good team. I think they drafted well. I think this only helps them move forward in where they are. Yeah. Um, I, look, they did they did well. They hit everything they needed. They needed a quarterback, obviously. They needed some offensive linemen. Mm-hmm. They got the running back of the future. You're right. You're right, Chad. Um, it's only good for the show, everything that Ballad, happened in this draft. Yeah, yeah <laughs> absolutely. Um, Ballad, do you want to you talk a couple props to cash, or do you want to skip that one? I definitely want to talk about it. This is the okay. first year that the NFL allowed Vegas to put props out on <laughs> the draft. 
And then yeah, Nevada, the Uncle Nevada Matt Gambling Board allowed it too. They uh, okayed everything. Once Vegas said it was okay, it was go all out. There was everywhere. Everywhere you looked, you could bet on the draft. Hell yeah. And I did not. I, I resisted. Well, you mean Uncle, Uncle Mac. Mac didn't? Uncle, uh, Uncle Mac resisted. <laughs> Making bets, but I, you better believe I was tracking this. So, if you've been listening to the show for 28 episodes and you just now realize that Ballad is actually Uncle Mac, you're an idiot. Wait, he's wait, not, wait. No, because I'm not. He's not. not. Yeah. Mac is real. Um, but there were a lot of prop bets out there, and the story of this, first, at least the first round, was that this was the draft of the unders. Every almost every under was hitting everything from SEC number of SECs players drafted at in the first round at four and a half hit right at four. Um, I'm sorry, Alabama players drafted hit right at four over unders at four and a half. Hmm. SEC players drafted at eleven. That was a push. Big Ten players. That was the only one I've seen that went over. They hit a lot. Yeah, they they hit a I lot. I think they set a record for most. Or tied a record with the SEC for most drafted in the first round, I think I saw. They may have. Tied them at, what, 11? Uh, no, they only had... I'll have to check. I think it was like 6 or 7. I thought Big Ten hit 11. No, no, no. The no, SEC no. had the most with 11. The Big Ten had... And the SEC seven? may have... SEC may have tied... Maybe. It's a lot of LSU. There was one team... I don't remember. Alabama. Though. I don't remember. I saw something, but skip it. QB's taken in the Go. first round was an under <laughs> on the three and a half. RB selected in the first round was, a, there. was an under at three. Wide receivers at three was a push. Like, it's it's so difficult to bet the under, but on the draft, it paid off if you did. So if you did, congratulations. I know you're a fan of the under, but um, let's go and get into the nightcap sponsored by Strangeland Brewery. Oh, very good. Spicy. A beer for any occasion. It's good. Every occasion. Tastes good. Um, sponsored by Strange Night Brewery. So go ahead and uh, go ahead and break it down. Give us some keep sports weird because this is all you, bro. We are gonna keep sports weird tonight. Do? There's only a handful of wrestling tournaments every year that anyone cares about, and there's even less that really matter. Everybody step back. And Everybody step back. Let him get on a soapbox. And this last weekend from Vegas, we had the U.S. Open. Uh, this is the tournament every year. Golf or tennis? Uh, wrestling. Oh. U.S. Open. This is the one, this is the tournament every year that determines who's going to be on our world team. And the years that the Olympics happen, it decides who will wrestle in the Olympics for us. It's pretty important. So I'm not going to go through all the finals because we don't have time. And I know you don't care. But a few storylines. Wait, so did they have... Women's divisions and male divisions? They do. Okay. Just uh, had to ask. I had to ask. They do. Is there... No, I'm not going to go there. Continue. Well, which was... Yeah, mm-hmm. what he was going with something about transgender. Yeah, I was going to I was gonna ask about, like, you know, Mac Beggs and that whole thing. Uh, she didn't qualify. He he or uh, did not qualify. He, High he, schooler. He. Um, anyways, I got a handful of storylines that are... They're pretty amazing for anyone in the wrestling community that's listening, which will probably be nobody. But... <laughs> Uh, Jordan Oliver, a guy who has taken second at the Opens and the World Team Trials year after year, finally takes home the big one. Good for you. He gets wins over a NCAA champion who just won NCAAs just like a couple of weeks ago and another All-American out of Penn, uh, Penn State. Uh, Jordan Oliver, way to take it home. What division? What class uh, is he in? 
this was what weight? Oh, he was at a lower weight. I don't have his weight right here, but it was fifty kilos, sixty kilos, sixty-three so, kilos, something like that. Sixty-six, seventy. Um, I don't even know what a kilo is. Next, we got Nick Gizzle Dwoski. I'm sure I said that wrong. Uh, no, that's not correct. Gwizzle Dwoski. Sounded good to me. That's how it should be said. That sounds pretty exactly. cool. Uh, he's taken four. He's four straight years. He's lost to the same guy, Zach Ray, and he finally. Oh, oh, oh whoa! Drink for you said it. Z. You said it. I'll drink. Yeah. I'll, I'll, drink for it. I'll drink for it. Yes. But he finally gets a win over the world team member and finally writes the wrong. Can you imagine losing to the same guy four years in a row? Like I can't. That is. I. I, I can. <laughs> I was going to make a joke there, but here we are. <laughs> Can you explain to me what freestyle means? The different styles of wrestling. I don't know if we have time, but freestyle, you can attack the legs. Greco, you cannot. This is a freestyle and Greco tournament. Most of this I'm talking about is freestyle, though. Nice. It's, the more, it's more fun to watch. Nice. But the big match of the night, Dake versus Burroughs. Burroughs, the face of U.S. wrestling right now. One of our most recent gold medalists. Four-time world champion. Takes on Kyle Dake. A young up-and-comer in the match ends in a tie. You gotta be fucking kidding me. <laughs> two to two. De uh, Burroughs wins on criteria. I wish I had more time to complain about it, but if you want to talk about it, hit me up on Twitter. I can't believe that match ended in a Man, tie. It's fuck I, fucking frustrating. I gotta say, you you need to have a wrestling podcast. You, nah. need, your own, you need your own wrestling podcast. Just on a side day. You, on Wednesdays? Your enjoyment, your excitement talking about that was honestly fucking awesome, dude. Like, what that means is that we need a little bit more wrestling here on the nightcap. No, because then we'd have to have Ballad talking more. And So all I could find was one tweet related to Burroughs versus Dake on all of Twitter. Just, <laughs> just all so, of Twitter. <laughs> just so we're clear. Was it from at Z Ballad? Three days ago. From El Kukui. Kukui! What does it say? Oh, Pretty it? terrible. Yeah, I mean, it's Dake versus Burroughs. Soon. <laughs> yeah. Wow. So you can tell there's a lot of hype around that match. Hey, you you just explained that beautifully, and the excitement was... How, how did you watch it? Was that on, like, regular TV, or did you have to stream it? Free promo, uh, uh, flowwrestling.com, a company based out of Austin. We should actually maybe try to get a guy on here. We should. We uh, they have should. a podcast, um, but... Yeah, I got to stream it. Watching it at work. Best place to watch anything. Perfect. Do we have another segment in our nightcap? I thought Chad had something he wanted to talk about in this nightcap or no? Is that it? No. no. That's Other it. than that, I gotta go check on my kids at some point. We gotta go check on the kids real quick. We'll be right back with another um, another episode. Except you know, we'll be, we'll be right back in uh, 15 minutes. You'll hear us in a couple days for our pro show. This has been our college show. Bunch of those kids made that money, though. They get, let's get paid. Let's get let's paid. Let's get paid. They got paid. Thanks to our producer, Ballad, for pressing buttons. It's a pleasure to host the podcast. Yeah, thanks, man. Thanks to Chad for driving all the way from Houston. About to drive all the way back. Anytime. Anytime. Yeah. Yeah. For the Hopefully, love of strange land. To you're you're going to be you. you're gonna be here permanently soon. It's going to be much easier. Honestly, I only come for beer, so. Yeah. And, uh... Thanks, Coach, for being 
whatever it is you're going for with that look. No, He's going classy, but the hair, right. the hair is, his flow is not. Sorry. It's the end of the day, This thing ain't keeping together. It's like he's trying to go European soccer player, but hasn't cut the top. I don't know. Until um, he goes straight Fellaini, I'm not going to say anything about that. I'm your host, Spencer Spillman. Thank you for listening. Check us out on Top Cloud and iTunes. Share it out with your friends. Listen to our pro show coming up. We're the Sports Buzz. We are out. Peace. This party is officially over. <laughs>